We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Hope you had a good week one. I mean, I guess technically week one is still going on as we record this because there's still Monday Night Football. But these are the week two rankings by position. You want a position? That's easy. Hit the time code. You just want the finalized list, which will change throughout the week. Also, just hit the description. Additionally, the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League is now open only 3,000 spots this week, down from 5,000. So you best go get your three spots in the best tournament on DraftKings. $15 to play, three max, no rake. Flat payouts, $5,000 to the winner. So please go do that now. Jake Seeley from TheAthletic.com is on the line after... Almost a decade of doing the show exactly the same way. We have decided to mix it up for the 2023 season. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to do this. Like, usually I just have my rankings. I send them to you, and then you nitpick them. But this way we can collaborate a little bit and actually just have how we actually come up with these rankings. So is it going to be easier? Are you going to drag me down, or am I going to pull you up? I'm, I'm hoping you pull me up. <laughs> is that what you're hoping? Well, well hey, look... It, it can't be a worse start to my podcast, which got deleted off YouTube because seven minutes in, I was puking. 30 seconds. I made it to the bathroom before I puked live on air this morning. Oh, puka, you, you were just, uh, that, that you had the... Puka Nua? Yeah. Puka, pu- puka pu- Nakua? Puka Nakua. Is that what we're going to call him? That, that's your new there name. You go. You gotta, that's the new nickname. I came up with a nickname after 10 years, and it was all because I was going to throw up. <laughs> now, did you throw up? On, like, Did people see, did you blow chunks on the air? No, I, I legitimately ran. To, I just clicked the video off and ran to the bathroom. They were all like, you should have left it on air. You should have puked live on air. You really should have puked live on air. You get so many weirdos just clicking on that. Like, oh, yeah, Jake's puking. I love this. It's like the, the, <laughs> it's like the, like the people picks. that pay for feet. Yeah, it's like yeah. the feet picks of the <laughs> fantasy football space. 
Yeah, there you go. Good to know. Next time, we'll leave it up there. Yeah, reminder to everyone to smash the like to this episode, sub to the channel, and if you want to get in that draw for 500 bucks, that is still ongoing. Winners announced on Friday's show on the Pat Mayo Experience. All you got to do is subscribe, rate, download, and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. You do it twice, you get two ballots in the draw. Who doesn't want a free 500 bucks? Takes like less than 30 seconds to do. I recommend that you go do that. Let's check in. With the running back. So really what I want to do is try to establish. I don't want to sit here and try to argue who's better, Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey. I think we know that you're both starting them. If you have some sort of situation on your team where you are not starting both those players, I I don't understand what sort of league you're playing in. So this show's not for you. That's okay. You can tune out. We're trying to get down to the nitty gritty here. I don't think that Aaron Jones is going to play this week with a hamstring injury. Now, if he does, I will update the rankings and even have a rankings update show on Saturday where I go over all of this. Maybe I'll do it on Thursday before the Thursday night games. But injury-wise, I have Aaron Jones as out. I have Zach Moss as in. Kendry Miller, I still have as out. Uh, Devin A. Chain, I have as in. Cordero Patterson, I have as in. And Evan Hull, I have as out with his knee injury right now on top of J.K. Dobbins, who is done for the season, Jeff Wilson, Alvin Kamara, and Jonathan Taylor all being out this week. So that's where I'm approaching it from on a Monday, trying to create the rankings with those players currently not in. Is there anyone I'm missing from that list that you can think of? I don't think, uh, not injury-wise. No, yeah. Yeah, I think think the the biggest one was just the J.K. Dobbins and the hamstring you mentioned. Uh, Yeah, all the other injuries I can think of off the top of my head are wide receivers. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk waiver wire before we do that, because that's one of the nice things about doing this early. We can kind of combine the shows a little bit and then tell you where they're going to potentially rank inside of the weekly rankings. Like, would for you, would it be Gus Edwards or would it be Justice Hill? Gus Edwards. Yeah, we, we've done this before. It's it's me too. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Just, just as, uh, the thing too is like he got some nice runs. If the perspective people are going to come away from that game and go after Justice Hill, and I'm not saying it can't be Justice Hill, but the first touch was Gus Edwards. We've seen this before where it's been Gus Edwards, and we're talking about stylistically, Justice Hill is not going to hold up to 20 touches a game. Like they'll just put him in the, the IR with, <laughs> with unfortunately J.K. Dobbins at this point. Um, if they do that. So I think it could be a 55-45 split. Worst case, uh, maybe 60-40 we can get for Gus, but it would be Gus. And the good news is, is because everybody's going to go after the bigger name of what happened yesterday for Hill, you're going to be able to get Gus Edwards cheaper, likely, on waivers. Do you think that he is the number one running back pickup, or do you think it's like Kieran Williams? Wow, I like. I think Gus Edwards is number one because of what he could be, like RB two. Like the, the whole excitement about J.K. Dobbins was the fact that he can be a fringe RB one without doing much in the passing game. That's the same same rinse and repeat. Gus Edwards, we've done this before. You've been on the Gus bus train, like Gus. You've been on the Gus bus. I don't need to throw in train for the past couple seasons. And it's just if he can stay healthy. The only issue here would be. If it's a 50-50 split, but even that, at worst, I don't know that Kyron Williams... Like, Kyron Williams is a great pickup, but I don't know that he's going to pull ahead and all of a sudden get 65% of the work. That was the thing, is Cam Akers still out-touched him. He still had more volume. It just was crap volume. So even though the, the Williams could step past him, I think that if you're looking at the lead for both, who's the more clear lead on a team that I expect to run a little bit more and use it more consistently, that would be Gus Edwards. It'd be close, though. 
Uh, before you do anything on the waiver wire this week, if you do play in the league, you can use the Monday night trick that we always talk about for the prime time. It's the prime time. Yes. Trick. If you want to go, if you have someone on your team that's droppable right now that you didn't play this week in certain formats for fantasy football, you can drop that player from your team and go pick up Damian Harris. Because uh, I very much doubt that Brees Hall is available in your league, but take the backup to James Cook and see if, you know, if James Cook ends up getting hurt. Then you don't have to bid $80 on Damian Harris. You just have him on your team. Michael Carter, too. Well, what if Brees Hall gets a few snaps and aggravates his injury? Or Dalvin Cook does something to his? Like, I love that Sleeper has it now, too, because you and I used to talk for years that it was Yahoo mostly. That was the only real site that did it consistently. That is actually def- their default settings. Uh, Sleeper has that, too. Sleeper, you can keep picking up players all the way through. I uh, saw some people last night grab some of the uh, night games. Somebody picked up uh, Paris Campbell, Perry Campbell <laughs> in the night game. But it, it's a great strategy, like you said. It just It's the way to kind of, you know, exploit your league settings on your bench for the most upside and i don't think enough people do it i think it really depends on the league that you're in because i want to talk about some guys that are obvious pickups for the week at running back and then maybe some deeper ones like there are theoretical leagues out there where like i don't know tyler algier talgier as i prefer to call him Mm. or kenneth gainwell is still available he wasn't drafted in every league somehow which i don't quite understand he should be on everyone's team we get to the rankings he's not like super high but he's playable other than that uh, who do i have written down like zach moss is probably going to be back this week for the colts evan hall was already banged up Deion jackson got all the work but it's probably going to be zach moss at least in a split capacity i would have him behind all of the guys that we've mentioned already so behind williams behind algier behind gainwell behind gus edwards but It'd be Gainwell, Elg- Gainwell, Edwards, Algier, Williams for me would be my four, I think. Mm, yeah, I'm looking right now because I already wrote down all the names for my waiver column. And I think I'm going to go the same Edward, same Edwards, same order as you do. I was looking at Gutsai was on my list. And I think if we went to a fifth as of right now, I'd probably go Roshan Johnson, even though I don't think that like if you look at that, the snap usage, uh, three of his touches were, and again, this three doesn't sound like a lot, but it was only second behind Tony Pollard. Three of his touches were on third and fourth down when they were up by seven plus. So he's kind of garbagey time right now. I still think Johnson could take over by the middle of the season, but I'm not full panic on Khalil Herbert yet. And that's why he would be fifth. And then we could start talking probably like Joshua Kelly got a lot of run with Austin Eckler. If anything ever happens to Austin Eckler, and then Tank Bigsby and stuff like that. But I agree. I think those would be my four as well. Those clear, those are like the clear floor, four. And then this next conversation, as you can see, are kind of more of those stash yeah. in case something happens options. The stash types. So you have your Justice Hills, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Moss, Tank Bigsby, Bigsby, as you mentioned. I think it's Josh Kelly and Tajay Spears, the two would, that I would probably be targeting right now. That or Sean Tucker. I'm throwing Sean Tucker. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I'm throwing Sean Tucker as well because he actually looked good in that minutes. He looked better than Rashad White did, although he just played so little uh, as opposed to Rashad White that maybe it was just you know a fresh legs coming in and smelling. But he actually, he looks like he can run between the tackles a little bit better than Rashad White yes. can. Well, and the thing about Sean Tucker is the only reason he was undrafted is because of the health concern that he has. Right now he's healthy, and he is the second option. He fought his way all the way through, not fought, but, you know, passed Chase Edmonds, made uh, the other uh, – that just was about this. Keyshawn Vaughn as an afterthought, as you can tell. He's an afterthought at this point. And I don't think this is changing. Like, I don't think week two we're going to see Rashad White only get 40% of the work. But this goes back to last year, too. Rashad White's value was boosted in the passing game because Rashad White wasn't super efficient as a runner. Granted, some of it could be the team and the offensive line. But all that being said, when Sean Tucker comes in and looks better than you, and it is also involved in the passing game, 
I think this could be like you said, like the spears. A lot of people are on spears. A lot of people are on tank Bigsby and stuff like. I think that's the one name that deserves to be in that same conversation. Absolutely. Let's get into the running back rankings then for week two. I have Eckler, CMC, Barkley, Chubb, Pollard as the top five. Bejan, Robinson at number six. Ramondre Stevenson at number seven. Josh Jacobs at number eight, Derrick Henry at number nine, and Travis Itchin with five catches <laughs> for Travis Itchin. That's what we like to see. That's what we were hoping for the last two years. We'll see if that actually continues, but it was very nice to see in the opening game of the season uh, for Travis Etienne. He, I mean, Tank Bisbee stole, stole the touchdown from him near the goal line, but Tank's Tank Biz- Bigsby, Jesus Christ. Tank Bigsby didn't do all of that much in that game. Like the split was very heavily weighted towards some ETN. mistakes. Uh, so there's there there are ten running backs and the graphics that we normally have. Obviously, we can't make them because we're doing the rankings in real time. So you can just follow along with the lists that are down in the description right now uh, if you want to see how all of this shook out. So those are ten. The next little tier yep. of ten guys. I have Rashad White, uh, Colonel Mostart, Joe Mixon. Alexander Madison, and I think that's where the cutoff is from your like must start type of guys. Then we start having some conversations about how to mix these guys up. Yeah, so well, this is a conversation already, and this is week one reactionary. I I think a lot of people echoed it, but I'll even take it as myself. I don't know how many people did echo it. I was concerned about Ken Walker in week one. I think we even talked about it on your show last week is that the one thing that we've seen from Pete Carroll is that you could be the best running back in the NFL. Like you could be like a thousand yards in week six and you miss the next two games and the guy replacing you gets a hundred yards and a hundred yards. You come back to no job. Pete Carroll is just like, I'll, I'll go with whoever's healthy in the hot hand. The entire preseason, Charbonnet was healthy. Well, outside the very, very beginning, but he was healthy and he was performing well. I was legitimately concerned that we were walking into a 50-50 split to start week one. That was not there. Ken Walker is the guy. The reason I bring him up is because we just talked about Rashad White. I don't care that Rashad White's getting all the work. He did not look good. I know Chicago's not that scary of a defense, but I would move him down and I would throw Ken Walker into this group and put Rashad White behind him. You would bump up Ken Walker that much because the next little tier of guys, I I, I was joking that James Conner and Miles Sanders are just the same guy this year and they should be ranked 23rd and 24th every single week they are the lowest of low running back twos that you can play like they're gonna get you eight points a week every third week they might get a touchdown and be like running back number 16 but they're just gonna be somewhere in the 20s every single week yeah so they're basically the dj Moore version of running backs is that they're just gonna kind of hover in that range the entire time except they might be playable i don't know if dj Moore is playable uh, we're, we're still going to get it. We're going to get DJ Moore is going to finish top 10. And then the next week he's going to finish 50th. Like he just did a week one. And then at the end of the year, it's going to be look, DJ Moore is wide receiver 25. We've done this before. So, okay. So I'll isolate Rashad white here. So you're good with my most art Mixon and Madison as guys that you're most definitely playing. Yeah, there's no question about Buster. Actually, as soon as you said Rashad White, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got two names immediately. I'm going to start in front of them. But okay. yes, okay. I'm good with those. So I, I've isolated White and Walker as like 14 and 15 right now. But I also, okay. I, and we don't know really what's happening with the Bills backfield. Like I still have James Cook up here. I have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall still back to back in like the lower 20s because I don't know how that's going to shake out. I think that Monday night will be somewhat instructive of how that's going to go. So I'll update the rankings on Tuesday morning after I watch the game and be like, okay, here we go. Like if Brees Hall gets hurt, Dalvin Cook's like a top 10 guy or whatever he might be. Probably not against yeah. the Cowboys yeah. this week, but you know what I'm saying. AJ Dillon is an interesting one because I, do you like, do you think Aaron Jones is going to play? Uh, he can't maybe 
Maybe. I, I don't know. But probably it, not. Like, you would assume not. I mean, Deontay Johnson is a similar situation, but there was who's the somebody came back into the game after having like the questionable hamstring. So I think the severity differs. Aaron Jones doesn't it sounds like he might be more on the De- Deontay Johnson side of things. So I would lean no, but the way that these teams have been running, like I don't know. Now, AJ Dillon, so what did you want to say? Is he deserves to be in this group, which I'm assuming includes other names like Javante Williams and Brian Robinson and stuff like that? Yeah. But is A.J. Dillon closer to, like, Madison, Walker, and White than he is Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams, and David Montgomery? If there Montgomery? is no, yes. If there is no Aaron Jones, absolutely. Okay. Like, the, what, Patrick Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, oh, no, wait. Is he, Patrick Taylor is even on the team anymore? Yeah, yeah he is. Team, he, right? he was one who came in to, like, spell third downs after Aaron Jones left. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody's like, like who's this other running back? I was like, it's the same Patrick. He's been there for, like, three years. I got to tell you, Zeke wearing number 15 makes him seem three times as fast. Same as David Montgomery. David Montgomery with a single <laughs> digit on his jersey. Lightning, he's Usain Bolt all of a sudden. I, let's also remember, uh, what's this? Uh, Rashid Shahid. Um, my buddy called me. He's like, who's this 22? Yeah, who's 20? I was like, that's I, actually, I, so I, so I did the same receiver. thing. I was like, who the fuck is 22? <laughs> like, is this the random running back who's not Jamal Williams? Like, oh, no, it's Shahid. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So the only one that could be involved with the Packers is Emmanuel Wilson, who I think made the roster as a rookie. So I wouldn't be that concerned about A.J. Dillon's workload. But uh, yeah, who's the one behind? I'm pulling up. The, oh, I was trying to remember his last name. Kirk Merritt. The one yeah, he the didn't Saints do He didn't do anything. It was, it was Tony Jones no. Jr. who got the run behind Jamal Williams. And I'm run it was like that much. Yeah. I mean, if Kendry Miller was healthy, I think this would be a different story, but I'm just not sure where he's at. Yeah. He didn't practice at all last week. So I think that no. he's pretty doubtful for week two. Obviously, again, I can adjust that because the games don't start right now. They start six days from now as we go through it. So I'm going to throw it. I want to start my lineup. I want to set it. Set it and forget it, Pat. Set, Come set, on. Set it and forget it. Would you play AJ Dillon over Rashad White if there's no Aaron Jones? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'll put him right behind Ken Walker. If Aaron Jones does play, do you think there's a full workload coming for him? I think that's going to be one to monitor. I would. I don't think that Aaron Jones necessarily needs a full workload anyway. Uh, it's going against Atlanta. But the, the, see, there's so many things. It's because like, okay, Atlanta, you run, fine. It's not a problem. But then also, then the clock's going to be done in two and a half hours, as we just saw. Like was, Everybody was still playing with three, four minutes left to go in the first half. And it's like, oh, look, here comes Atlanta out of the locker room for the second half of the game. So I mean, it's a legitimate concern going forward. I mean, we're talking about Desmond Ritter to even attempt 20 passes in that game. So I still would say Aaron Jones, but I don't know that it's a full workload one. And then if it's not a full workload like it was last week, does it end up equating to 12, 13 touches? So to kind of answer a question where you're headed with, if Aaron Jones does play, I think Aaron Jones falls behind all of them, including uh, Javante Williams, including uh, Brian Robinson, which I, I, Brian Robinson, I, I think, I don't want to, again, not week one reactionary, but the enemy came in and Antonio Gibson, what, two touches or three touches that weren't in the passing game? Like, I just... I think Gibson's a far, like we all got excited about Antonio Gibson. The enemy is going to use him in the passing game. And then guess what? That's it. He's only using him in the passing game. Well, here's a sneaky thing about the commanders. They absolutely suck. So that's not good for anyone on that offense. Nah, they're fun. No, they're not fun. They're terrible. They're better than the Giants. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think that they are. I think the Giants will be better than the commanders. That's my hot take. <laughs> Offensively or full team? Like I can see full team. Offensively, I think I take their. I think they take their offense over see, the Giants' I, offense right now. I, I don't think that I'm in. Sam Howell got sacked six times by Arizona. That's not good. At yeah, least they, they're, at they're least the Giants were play, at least the Giants were playing Dallas, who was a top three defense. That's, I get. I acknowledge that's fair. 
I just, I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't think there's a gap. We're having a conversation about it. I don't think there's a really gap. But at least, hey, good news. They're not paying their quarterback $40 million to do this. I suppose that's true. So that makes 11 through 16, Mostert, Mixon, Madison, Ken Walker, AJ, Hot, Fire, Dylon, top five running back of all time. All of him. Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, 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 and Dylon spitting hot fire then Rashad White then I have James Cook Pierce Brian Robinson David speaking of hot fire thanks for throwing that clip up over the weekend I forgot about that oh me chugging the hot sauce (laughs) I forgot about you were so scared you were so scared that I was gonna throw up on you after I did it I know I got hey like speaking of today's theme throw up on the show I still remember like I was you couldn't see me because I was off I leaned away from you I was off camera. I leaned away. I was legit. It wasn't even so much throw up. It was just like kind of like the back spit. Like you were just going to like projectile not be able to swallow it. No, got, got down the entire bottle in less than six seconds. During the break, our boy Patty Mayo mentioned that he could chug a bottle of DraftKings hot sauce. Very confidently. So uh, let's bring in Ashley Docking really quickly. Ashley, uh, Ashley uh, how long do you think it'll take Pat Mayo to, to chug this? The entire bottle? Yeah. Uh, how many ounces is it? Really? Five. Five, Five ounces. ounces. Six seconds. Six whoa, seconds. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> I was well, gonna say the end I put of it this segment. way: if it's gonna be six seconds, you better watch yourself because it's coming that way really <laughs> quick. Do you want to do this now? Or do you want to wait till the end? Let's of do it right now. Uh, let's do it right now. I got some hot sauce. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> oh, you're an insane man! That might have been six. That's less than six less seconds. Than six. That's like is five. That yeah. Oh going. <laughs> oh. How are you doing? Is that like the opposite of brain freeze? Yeah, it's hot fire. Easy game. Eight years ago. It was eight years ago on the day that eight, I put eight it out. Eight years ago. I, I had a pop-up. Wow. I was like, oh, eight years ago. I look better now than I did then, so I feel good about it. So I still have James Cook right behind Rashad White. I think I'm going to leave him there for now until we see what actually happens in this Bills right. backfield. Then it becomes a cluster. Pierce played a ton. I mean, is Pierce in the James Conner, Miles Sanders zone of, like, he's going to get all these touches, but they're kind of useless unless he scores a touchdown? I think, uh, look, week one, I, I'm not going to overreact. Uh, you know, I put out a tweet, and let's also remember last year, and I'm talking wide receivers, but Tyler Lockett, uh, who was it? Tyler Lockett, CeeDee Lamb, and I forget the third that I mentioned. Oh, Tyler, no, I, said, I just said Tyler Lockett. Somebody else. Is in this conversation. Anyway, point being, they're all outside the top 75. They all finished as top 15 wide receivers. And we go back to last year and like week one, uh, Dontrell Hilliard was a top 10 running back this time. So I- I'm bringing that up to say I'm not going to overreact to week one. There is at least a bit of concern, though, because we spent the entire preseason that Damian Pierce running routes, losing weight because they're running them on so many routes. They're using them on third down. And then week one comes around and Devin Singletary got involved into the splits but also Damian Pierce lost some of the third down work with Ogumbawale like that's just I don't know I'm saying all to say is I don't know if he falls into that conversation because I don't know if his volume is the same as James Conner I think it's actually I think his volume is more like Miles Sanders with Chuba Hubbard getting some of the passing game work that might be true but I, I dare was uh the goon was inactive. They started using Mike Boone a ton, but that was all in garbage. Thank time. you, Mike. Uh, it was it was Mike Boone. You're it right. Was, it was Mike Boone, and Mike Boone was like the exclusive garbage time passing down back. Well, they were just. I mean, then you saw Nico Collins end up with double digit targets. You saw Robert Woods end up with double digit targets. Even uh, Tank Dell ended up doing like all right in that game. But I mean, is that something we can just bank on the Texans being every week? Is down no seventeen points and then well, yeah. But it, <laughs> I was gonna say that part, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, if that if that's the case, then that's gonna severely limit what Pierce is gonna do because I do think that they will pull him in those yes. situations. 
Yeah, so that's that's the concern there. So again, not overreacting to week one, but I would play Sanders and Connor before I played Damian Pierce. So you're talking about the team too. Even if let's just put it in, their touches are equitable, then you're still going to go with who's the worst offense? It's Houston Texans. This is true. Uh, I mean, Carolina's offense is pretty bad, man. I mean, they are missing a bunch of wide receivers. (laughs) Holy crap. Do they have the slowest collection of wide receivers you've ever seen? Well, they really were only missing DJ Chark by the end of it because Terrace Marshall came back. Chenault came back. I know. And those are not about like Chenault's the only one with like speed. Mingo was never a big separator. Mingo's way down. Talk talk about disappointing week one for most of the rookies people were counting on at wide receiver. Not me. Great week for the guys that I was counting on. Puka, my guy. Puka Nakua? Who was the other one? That was he said it. plural. It was, oh, yeah. Jaden Reed had like 40 <laughs> He was so good, was he nice. counts twice? Yeah, that, that was it. It was the one guy that I played. I was like, oh, perfect. Puka Nakua. Yeah, Puka nuked. Just nuked the Seattle Seahawks defense. So after James Cook, so it's Rashad White, James Cook, then like Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is, and again, this is banking on Kendry Miller being out. Obviously, he'd fall if Miller ends up being active for this game. He, too, is very empty calories, much like Miles Sanders and James Conner. Like, I might as well just put him on that tier with those four guys. Jamal Williams, James Conner, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce. Same tier. Completely agree. I was going to say facing the Saints defense versus facing the Carolina. They actually face each other. Facing the Carolina Panthers defense, I think I would. Re- it, it was gross. But it, assuming Kendra Miller is out, I think I would actually play Jamal Williams over Miles Sanders. I, I have him above Miles Sanders right now. So I have Brian Robinson. Oh, okay. I okay. have I have Brian uh, Brian Robinson, and David Montgomery sandwiched in between the James Cook of like the the top sixteen, and then those four guys that we talked about. The other names that you can throw in above the Jamal Williams, Connor Sanders, Pierce, if you're shooting for more upside, I think at least like you mentioned, Javante, uh, Kyron Williams is there. Kenneth Gainwell, Gus Edwards. Like, did those guys go above the Jamal Williams tier? Hmm. I think Gus Edwards would be, that'd be the Hail Mary like that. He does get 60% of the work. And that was just a like on the fly. Let's get justice Hill just because we weren't ready for this because maybe he does a little bit more. I don't know. Like just the only speculation, I'm just throwing it out. I'm not saying necessarily agree with what I'm saying. I'm saying that Gus Edwards could get two touchdowns and finish as a top 15 running back. But I think that's the same argument you have for Jamal Williams in a given week too, by the way, there's one. Have you even mentioned Jameer Gibbs at this point? Hey, he's he's right. He's the guy after Javante Williams. Okay. I think that we're just like <laughs> maybe it wasn't. It's not I, DeAndre Swift. I I, I don't it's think just, it's not DeAndre Swift. But I I mean, this was my concern about Gibbs when we talked in the preseason about running backs that it might take him to like week seven, week eight to be the guy in this backfield if if he ever even becomes the guy in this backfield because Dan Campbell. I mean, David Montgomery. He's a grinder. They're, they're going to want to play him. I will 100% admit I got sucked into this and the whole the clip that got put on you, or YouTube, uh, Twitter with the whole like, oh, we're going to use him in ways you never expect with Jameer Gibbs. And everybody made the follow up joke of saying, yeah, the way you didn't expect was that he wasn't going to get used. Like we know Jameer Gibbs has some passing pass blocking concerns. All that being said is that Dan Campbell versus DeAndre Swift, like Dan Campbell, this is Jameer Gibbs. This is his guy that he drafted in the first round with the 12th pick. I just like everything in front of us just said like, well, I think they'll finally start to use them. Even 50, 50 would have been better than what they did. So yes, I got sucked into that as I, I believe just even with 13, 14 touches, Jameer Gibbs could be a top 15 running back. When do you think he's going to start getting 13, 14, 15 touches? middle of the season like you said that so, pass blocking thing they're just they're they're happy with david they're happy david montgomery's jamal williams and 
Jameer Gibbs is DeAndre Swift. This, yeah, this, I, this I, I think we'll, for Spider Man, and, and I think that we'll end up getting the Jameer Gibbs like week three, forty-two fantasy point game, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, top five running back he gets two touches the next week." Like that's very much <laughs> on the table. He's going to be a very frustrating player to own until he's not, and then he's going to be awesome. But I think that when like when we construct our rankings to let you behind the curtain a little bit, at least for mine, I do like to put reliability in there, and it obviously depends on your team, like. For example, I don't know, like Isaiah Pacheco versus Jameer Gibbs in week two. Uh, although, listen, Pacheco if, floor Gibbs upside. Exactly. Like if you need like 10 points, Pacheco's probably your man. You need 30 points. Gibbs is probably your guy. I think we overlooked that too, the Matt Nagy issue with it. Like I expected Jeremy Kinnon just because of no Travis Kelsey to get involved more. Matt Me Nagy too. came in and like, no. Nope. I like one guy, not not really anybody else. Maybe a little bit Clyde Edwards-Helaire, but it's Pacheco. Well, I mean, it started with with Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Jarek, and then it became Pacheco. Pacheco had more receptions in week one than he had targets in any game last season. I know. It's like they, he kind of gave him that opening drive, and then that was it. So should Pacheco be in that Brian Robinson-David Montgomery tier? Mm, I'm not full. It's again, it's Matt Nagy. I don't know how much rain... He's like, he's been given like, is this him? Or is this Andy Reid? Is this the collection of their minds in the locker? I don't know. I'm not going to 100% put him into confidence though. So I would say he deserves in the range that you were talking about him. And he's, I don't think his ceiling is that much worse than Jameer Gibbs because again, you're talking about the touchdown potential equity there. The, for, the problem is, is the ceiling, is it capped by his passion? We're almost just going to throw it or, are they going to mix somebody else in like Jarek McKinnon at the goal line? Like Jarek McKinnon still gets some goal line opportunities just because when they do pass, when they get down there, they like to use them. But again, Matt Nagy, I don't trust this yet. So let's talk about that tier again. The, the Jamal Williams, Connor Sanders, Pierce tier. That's the order that I have them in. So I'm going to read you these names and you tell me whether these players should be above that tier or behind those guys. Okay. Okay. Kenneth Gainwell. Mm. Why don't you start with the tough one, too? I would still... i put him in the tier. So behind DeAndre yours? Swift was barely used. Rashad Penny, inactive. I throw DeAndre Swift. I was like, all right, I'll take a flyer on him as an RB3. Nope. So doesn't, that, have, le- doesn't, that, doesn't that lead you to believe that Gainwell should be above those guys then? No, in that tier. I don't believe the Eagles week in, week out that it's going to be consistent. That's my issue. All right. Like, we did this last year. Remember, we sat here and talked on the show and said, who's the guy, now that Miles Sanders hurt, and everybody was going nuts for Gainwell. And it was like, eh, the Boston Scott in the history for at least that team construction that they had. And what did Boston Scott do? He ran in for two touchdowns. I don't, I don't believe that the Eagles are not adapting to who they play. Miles Sanders or Kenneth Gainwell? Miles Sanders. All right. All right so, he, so Gainwell's the back end of this. Uh, G- Gainwell more upside. Okay. Kier, Kier, is it Kyron or Kieran? Or can I call him Karen? Because he's making a big pretty scene. Sure it's Kyron Williams. Whatever. <laughs> pretty K- sure it's Kyron Williams. K. Williams on the Rams. <laughs> Is he above or below that tier? He's below, right? Yeah, he's below. Gus Edwards Speaking above or below? Speaking of not trusting. Gus Edwards above or below? Uh, below, but it might even be in the tier. Gus or Williams? Williams. Okay, Javante Williams or that tier? Hmm... Javante Williams over Kieran Williams. Okay, but, but but below Gus Edwards? Yeah, just because yeah, I'm they, with they, we saw enough from P. P. Ryan was used a lot, too, when they were in the second half passing a lot. Uh, let's see, Najee Harris. Uh, just, that entire Steelers offense sucked. 
Uh, and Jalen Warren wasn't used as much as people believe it is. Like they see like, oh, Najee Harris only got eight. Well, he actually had a vast amount of more snaps than uh, Warren did, but they passed the offense is trash. And yeah, and they're facing Cleveland. So I'm going to say Najee Harris is below. All right. Gus Edwards or Najee? Well, you, you would go and pick up Gus Edwards. You have Najee Harris on your team. Like that's a real, real life situation that people are going to have in week two. Baltimore's got Cincinnati. Yeah. I think I'd go Gus Edwards. Javante or Najee? Javante. Kay Williams or Najee Harris? And then I go Najee Harris. All right, so he's right there. You got you to do a lot to get me to trust McVay. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we putting Pacheco? Above that tier or below that tier? Is he just David uh, Montgomery? F- basically. All right, so he's going to go above that tier. I think spot. I would trust him over Najee Harris. Like Again, the, the Najee Harris doesn't have like a Najee Harris problem, and Najee Harris has a Kenny Pickett problem. True. Kenny Picks. You got Kenny Picks when the Steelers play the Patriots. Could be Kenny Picks against Matt Cust, and you're good to go. Jameer Gibbs, where are we putting him? <laughs> Behind all the guys that we've mentioned? Mm, he's got a higher ceiling than quite a few of them, but, but I think he's in that conversation. Like, like, it, I think in, that, in your lineup, would you play Najee or would you play Jameer Gibbs? Detroit has Seattle? Yeah. I go for the upside of Gibbs. All right, so he'll be one spot behind Javante. Now we're into Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Like I said, I'd, I'm just going to throw them right here. Let's see what happens. And, and it's a terrible matchup against Dallas next week anyway. Uh, so now we're into Justice Hill, P. Ryan, Algier, Herbert, Moss, Antonio Gibson, Deion Jackson, Jalen Warren, Jarek, Rochambeau, Johnson, Josh Kelly, Cam Akers, Zeke, Chalbanet. We got Elijah Mitchell. Like And like Jerome Ford played a ton of snaps for the Browns, but I think that was more weather related than anything else are there is there any name that i mentioned that you think deserves to be at the top of that list behind the Brees hall dalvin cook tier khalil herbert for I'm sure. not full on panic yet yeah like i mentioned rashawn johnson was mostly most of his snaps and opportunities came in third or fourth down and when they were already by seven it's not it's not true garbage time but he was kind of garbage ish uh some passing game work but i mean khalil herbert was already getting involved in the passing game before he came in significantly a lot was in the second half too for johnson not saying it's not a concern long-term for Herbert, but at least for week two going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know Tampa Bay looked good in week one for what people expected, ruining some survivor pools. Good. But I say, yeah, at, at Tampa Bay, I think Khalil Herbert's – I'd play Khalil Herbert, I think, in every single name you mentioned, I would play him in front of them. Okay. Well, who's Denver playing this week? I had that picked up. Where the hell is Denver? Denver's playing the Commanders. Do I want to play – So I'll go – would you play P. Ryan or Justice Hill? Mm, this week, Justice Hill. Would you play Algier or Justice Hill? Algier. Algier. That's close. Would you go Zach Moss or Justice Hill? Ugh, I, I want nothing to do with Zach Moss until... Like, right. he, I, okay, would you play Deion Jackson get would, all the work. Would you play... Yeah, well, he wasn't active. Would you play Deion Jackson or Zach Moss then? Zach Moss. Okay. But, but neither. Okay, so would you play Jalen Warren over those guys? You would play yes. Jarek over those guys? You'd play Antonio Gibson over those guys? Mm, Probably you not. You mean those right? guys as in Zach Moss? No, yeah. I'd play Zach Moss over like those back, those those super deep splits like Antonio Gibson. I would play Zach Moss. All right, so it goes Moss, Gibson, Jackson. Then you have Roshan Johnson and Josh Kelly. That, say, yeah. that sounds so fine. Zach Moss out of them. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think we're about here. If you want to see five points in your running back box score and just make sure that's what you get, play Zach Moss. Uh, is there anyone from like just the very scroll? Like, is there a running back that we haven't mentioned yet that you think we should throw into this mix? 
You mentioned Charbonnet. I think he's a flyer against Detroit just for the upside in that game. And like, would you play? Okay, would you play Charbonnet or Zeke? They were the Patriots wanted to use Zeke at the goal line. They have a lot. They actually, I don't think they even had a goal line carry. They gave him the two point conversion. So going against Miami, I'd play Zeke. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Zeke into that Charbonnet mix with Zach Moss and Jarek, like in the mid 30s kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And then and then the last one I want to talk about is Cam Akers. <laughs> I guess the 49ers? Yeah. No. Okay. So here's what the rankings now shake out to be, all right? So the top 10 of the rankings, Eckler, McCaffrey, Saquon, Chubb, Pollard, Bijan, Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne at number 10. Dis for Travis Etienne. Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon, Madison, Kenneth Walker, A.J. Dillon with no... Aaron Jones currently in the rankings. Rashad White, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco at 19, David Montgomery at 20. At 21, we got James Williams, or Jamal Williams, sorry. James Conner, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Gainwell at 25, Gus Bus, Javante, Jameer Gibbs, Najee Harris, Kay Williams, and then the Jets guys, Cook and Brees Hall. We'll figure those out on Tuesday. Khalil Herbert, Algier, Justice Hill, P. Ryan, Jalen Warren, Jarek McKinnon, Zach Moss, Zeke, and Charbonnet. That's the top 40. Sounds good. I mean, there may be little tweaks here and there, but I like the list so far. Okay. I like our start, our first show start. By the yeah. way, speaking of graphics, amazing, amazing, amazing graphic you sent me. Oh, for the thumbnail for the show? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Oh, I do want to tell people as well that uh, League Safe, our friends over at League Safe, are giving away a thousand bucks for free every single week. Uh, if you download the League Safe app, that is down in the description right now. And I think the game comes out on Tuesday afternoon, so you might as well just download it right now. It's a pick 'em game where it's like, who has more yards this week? AJ Dillon or Kenneth Walker or Alexander Madison? You get points for each one. You can fill out the 10 questions in, I want to say, less than 24 seconds. Uh, and there's four pay places pay. It's like 400, 300, 200, 100. And it's completely free to play. It's just there are friends over there. They do a lot of stuff for us. So if you just download the League Safe app, you can go play that. It's in games. It's down in the bottom left-hand corner. And like I said, by you know, dinner time on Tuesday, that game is going to be out. So you can play it throughout the course of the week whenever you want to do you can go and change your picks around but that is available for download right now on the android and apple app store completely free to play again like i mentioned and uh, when tambo and i talked about it in terms of like if you're playing DraftKings or you're betting or you're looking for something to do in season these games are great in order to build your bankroll because it's not costing you anything to play them and you know the money coming in counts as much as anything right Mm, yeah, that's the money counts. That's you just said it. That's the key word there. That's it. Our key words, plural. Waiver wire wide receivers. Puka? Mm, Number one? I think it depends. He's Cooper it Cup. It depends on what's he's out Cooper there. Cup. He's Cooper I, Cup till Cooper he's Cup. Cooper, he's Cooper Cup. I'm looking right now, like the other names that are out there. Uh, there is still some with the floating around as Zay Flowers because the rookies against shower. We're talking shower le leagues here, but. I think he's in the conversation with like the Flowers, uh, Nakua, Dobbs, I still think is worth picking up. And then Zay Jones. Zay Christian Kirk, holy crap. <laughs> they buried his ass. I'd like to, I don't want to watch any more games for the rest of the season. I would just like to victory lap my Calvin Ridley stance and just assume it all works out fine. <laughs> so far, hey, look, so far this Calvin Ridley conversation, like if you were team Calvin Ridley, I think I finished with him at like wide receiver 12 or 13, and that might be too low at this point. Uh, this is you, you, you are definitely victory lapping week one. That's for sure. The thing that I, the, what I'm talking about for Christian Kirk, in case anybody doesn't know, and they're like not watching your tweets or all the stat tweets that are out there, 10 or was it eight to 10 is somewhere. It was either eight or 10 in fewer snaps and routes than Zay Jones. Like they just threw him to the third wide receiver pool. That shouldn't be surprising either. Cause that's exactly what they did in the preseason. They They told us what they no. were doing and we didn't want to believe it. Whenever there was a two wide well, receiver no, no, no. set, he was not on the field. I know. We talked about that on your show, and I brought up that concern. We talked about that like two or three times before the season started. And But I say, I, I, the only thing I'll disagree with is like, is it not surprising a little bit? Because Damian Pierce, the usage didn't continue entirely from the preseason. Khalil Herbert didn't use, you know, usage wasn't 100% there. The Giants, similar with the Darius Slayton, Paris Camp, like that, that, that matters. But point being is like it just was baffling when you had christian kirk finish as a top 20 wide receiver you paid him as a top 15 wide receiver he did everything you wanted him to do and then you just cast him to the number three role that's that i think that's why people were so reluctant to believe that this was going to be this stark well you had a they paid him as a number one wide receiver until a real number one wide receiver fell into their lap they're like oh okay this doesn't do mean this. you push him to three and behind Zay Jones. Well, they want him to play the slot. They want Zay Jones to play on the outside. I think it ha I think it mainly has to do with blocking, to tell you the truth. I think Zay Jones is just a far superior blocker. And can, that's certainly fair. He can he got to be set. on the field. That's that was my Elijah Moore concern. You have to be on the field. I mean, yeah. Even if you're blocking, it snaps. You're out there consistently to get opportunities. You also need Deshaun Watson to be able to throw the ball for you to have any fantasy <laughs> value, too. That's tough. It's Speaking tough of which, did you notice that Amari Cooper's snap count in that game? I know he got a little nicked up in that. And was he the one with the hamstring? That, that he like it was. for a brief yes. amount of time. Yeah. 
That's what it was. So there you go. But I mean, even with that, it was still what Marquise Goodwin. What, what are we doing? It was a real throwback. It's another one where you look at the number, you're like, who is that? Who is this person? It was like when Lil, <laughs> yes. it was like when Lil Jordan Humphrey caught that touchdown for Denver. I was like, who the hell is 17 on the Broncos? Like, I'm just trying to rack my brain. Like, no, that, that's not Mims. It's not Mims who everyone played on DraftKings. It's most definitely not him. So now we need to figure it out. So waiver wire wise, yeah, like, listen, if you're in a shallower league, like Romeo Dubs is available. Zay Jones is available. Jacoby Myers yeah. is available. Nico Collins is available. Like, in, like, serious leagues, these people are not available. Mm, serious leagues they only start two wide receivers there's still a lot of them I, i'm surprised every single year and i'm not trying to be like disrespectful to people playing fantasy i'm just surprised at the people that still use the default on some of those sites of only two wide receivers so of guys that are like widely available that are probably yeah. available in most like yeah it, it's Nakua. puka it, and then is it kendrick Bourne? i know parker didn't play but parker didn't play and then the, the juju smith schuster He's buried down that tap chart. He was behind even um, Keishon Butte. He was behind him as well. So Shaky Butte? Yeah. If you can get any value for Juju Smith-Schuster in a trade, do it. Like If it's selling low, just get trade value from him. Uh, I I don't know if I would go Kendrick Bourne. I think that I would take the upside on – I would take the upside on Rasheed Rice. Even I'm not saying this definitively from week one, but put it this way. Who has – like you always say this, Pat – who of these two could finish top 20? Like, I, do we really think either one of them? No. But if Rasheed Rice is the number one, if that one game was enough for them to say, screw it, we're done with Sky Moore, we're done with Tony dropping a bunch of balls, and we're going to give Rasheed Rice starter snaps, playing with Patrick Holmes, that's where I would go with him. So he would be in the conversation. And I think that's probably about it. And to go back to Mims, I'm not being like, please hold them wherever you can. But in shallow leagues, he was fifth. 15th, 15th of rookie wide receivers running routes on dropbacks. And we what they, they have, they definitely don't have any early plans for Marvin Mims. Uh, what about Washington receiver number one, Curtis Samuel? Curtis Samuel, we're going to do Curtis Samuel again. We're doing Curtis Samuel again. This hey, is every hey, single year. Hey, every, hey, everyone in the league's hamstrings are busting except somehow Curtis Samuel's. <laughs> Curtis Samuel never. Curtis Samuel's in the conversation. I'm looking at the names. That's why I'm looking over here is because I'm looking at the names I have written down for my sheet. I think he's in the conversation with like Josh Reynolds. Like, you know, Josh Reynolds is going to be fun until Jameson Williams gets back. And there's going to be some weeks where it's like, yeah, you know, wide receiver three, cool. But I think that's the thing is like a lot of times it's it's wide receiver three. It's wide receiver three. Oh, he scored a touchdown. He was a top 15 wide receiver. But most of the time, he's kind of just more of that that depth piece that you you get. Is he the floor? Is he like the best floor of wide receivers? Like, it feels like he never fails to score or get 40 or 50 yards. Yeah, he's pretty good in that regard. He's just such a safety. He's such a safety. He's what we all, I mean, we don't say it, but a lot of people use the cliche of rookie tight ends or rookie quarterbacks and their tight ends. They just love throwing them. Big safety valve. That's actually just Curtis Samuel (laughs) in real life. (laughs) That's true. That is 100% true. So wide receiver rankings for the week. Uh, again, we're not going to you know, debate Tyreek versus Devontae Adams, but I do have them at two and three because Justin Jefferson is one. So Jefferson Hill, Devontae, Jamar Chase. I'm okay with Jamar Chase. Amon St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Diggs, Olave, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson. That's the top 10. Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley, D.K. Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, and Mike Evans. And then we then I'm gonna overreact to week one in the twenties. Michael Pittman, number twenty-one, Amari Cooper, Zay Flowers, Debo, Puka, P- 
Pickens, Mike Williams, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dubs, and Michael Thomas are the 21 through 30. Now, I should say that I do not have DJ Chark, Deontay Johnson, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Christian Watson, or Jerry Judy in my rankings due to injury. Okay. Uh, I would switch to Michael's. Uh, Michael, Michael Pittman, a lot of it came in the second half and like the pass, pass, pass to catch up a little here, bit. But here's the thing. The Colts aren't going to be good. Oh, I hundred, I a hundred percent agree with you. The one thing that I brought up, I don't remember if I mentioned it, your show, I might've, at least on all in football and a couple other places is that Josh Downs fit for Anthony Richardson is the best wide receiver stylistically. I don't think that necessarily means he'll outperform Michael Pittman on the season, but very early in that game, was a lot of Josh Downs. Again, that's what why I'm bringing up the Michael Pittman thing. Again, I'm not saying throw Michael Pittman down to your wide receiver 40s. I'm still starting him. That was great to see, even in the garbage time. I would just play Michael Thomas while healthy. Like we would say, Michael Thomas while healthy was great for those few games. Well, not great. But he was pretty damn good for those four. Was it four games last three, year? Three games. Michael Thomas is healthy. I'm playing Michael Thomas. Like, against Carolina, too? I'm and, playing Michael Thomas. And J.C. Horn got hurt, so they might not have him this week. So they have no secondary. I just figured Horn would have been on Chris Olave anyway. Maybe, but if not, now they have, like, no one out there. That's true. J.C. Horn, shut down corner and look out for if he's healthy. So I'll move Pittman behind Michael Thomas, and I'll move Michael Thomas up to behind Mike Williams. Mike Williams' lack of snaps is mainly due to him being evaluated for a concussion, although he did. That's why I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done with Michael Thomas. So like, you, I, he's as done as Kadarius Tony. Like, I'll, I, no, I, I'll still play him. I'm just not putting him inside my top, top 30 anymore. The, the rank is going to be wrong. I'm just going to put him like 35. I don't even care. 35 is either going to finish as wide receiver 10 or wide receiver non-existent. I'm, I'm done with this exiting the game for a hamstring and an ankle and a concussion and his back and his back again because he doesn't know how to fall on the field. I'm done with this Michael Williams nonsense. Okay, I'm going to put Jerry Judy into the rankings. Would you rank him above Cortland Sutton? Yes. Would you rank him like in this area? Because I don't have Christian Watson in, so I have Romeo Dubs at number 30 right now. Would you play Judy or Dubs? Because mm, you don't have Christian Watson. Green Bay, I guess Atlanta. Good again, Washington. I'd, pro- I'd play him over Dubs. Okay, so make Jerry Judy number 30 then is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think I'd go too much higher than that. Okay, so here's the I'd next. i like over him. Oh, yeah. I, I, pit, I Pittman above him, so that's good news. We're on the same page on that one. So here's the next like mini group of 20 receivers that we can kind of talk through. Uh, so Romeo Dubs, we'll put at number 31. Then we have Nico Collins, Tower Lockett, McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Drake London, big, big goose egg London, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Brendan Cooks, Rashad Bateman, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, Hollywood Brown, Allen Robinson, the second without Deontay Johnson and Kendrick Bourne. And then I still have Alan Lazard and Gabe Davis to kind of see what their roles are going to be like on Monday night. Where do you, who are your like favorite three or four from that group? Oh, I was, I I was too focused on not having Rashad Bateman here. Rashad Bateman is completely, he got more buried than Christian Kirk. He's the third behind the third behind the third. He's and when that was with no Mark Andrews, like Rashad Bateman is not playable. Just okay. throw him out. Take take him out of this list altogether. Is, is uh, Tyler Lockett is, is Drake London he, playable? Guess, <laughs> no. Okay, good to know. Is DJ Moore 18, playable? It was eighteen pass attempts, right or nineteen? I thought it was twenty-one, but one of them went to himself. No, but I think I think the official count was still under that. 
good. Kind of pulled him. the box score right now. Good for him. As I say, uh, 15 to 18. He, like, hey, 15 to 18. But holy crap, he made Rich Gannon look like the biggest downfield passer in the history of football. Holy hell, man. 15 to 18 for 115. So I, I think we're looking at Col- Nico, Lockett, and McLaurin as the next three would be where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I would actually like Lockett and McLaurin more than Nico. Yeah, I don't. I like the volume. The I think you're going to get guaranteed volume. It was late volume again. What's that? It was late volume again. It's going to be late volume every Dallas week. It's fucking Houston. I, I know. I get that. I just, we've also seen any given week as somebody stumbles into like, the game could be 10 to 7, and it's not going to involve late volume just oh, no, because no. The, the, both teams when, are when, so when, trash. When you got phony Tony out there and he's running around, and apparently he's going to be okay. The Colts are going to score. No problem with that. So. Texans are going to have to score phony Tony. Yeah. Phony Tony. Why do you hate Anthony Richardson? We don't. It was just, we were doing Trump nicknames (laughs) for people. If Trump was going to down talk people, (laughs) what would they call him? They call him phony Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that. Uh, But yes, Tyler Lockett, I think too much hates on Tyler Lockett to go back to that rookie thing. um, I saw you retweeted. Thank you for that, by the way. But JSN was way down the list. He was. And Lockett is another guy like Mike Williams who had to be taken from the game to be evaluated for a concussion. So he missed like a quarter and a half. Yeah. And you still only got 65% of the routes he was out there for on a drop back for JSN. And then if you go down to it, he only had five targets, three catches, and 13 yards. Can, can get better. It's more promising than Quentin Johnston's first week and Marvin Mims' first week. I mean, this is da- – I mean, in front of him was Kayshawn Booty. Like, that's how bad – Demario, Demario Douglas. Like, that's how bad it was for week one behind Josh Downs. Like, that was just, De- JSN's oh, great you know, long-term plans. Demario Douglas. Here, I was thinking it was Harry Douglas. Uh, you were thinking Harry Douglas came back to the NFL? I mean, it was on the Patriots, so I was like, sure. I'm actually, to go one step further, I'm surprised with you and your nicknames that you can go, Demario Douglas. Well, I thought it was Harry Douglas, that's why. I thought it was like 48-year-old <laughs> Harry Douglas. Harry Doug, do my guy. You do that, by the way. What's that? You have to do the punch when you do the Mario. Demario Douglas. Oh, super. Demario Douglas, like that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm going there without some, that's Wario. We need someone named Wario yeah. in the NFL. Then we're cooking with nicknames. So I'll throw in Lazard <laughs> and Gabe Davis as a part of this too. So Dubs, Collins, Lockett, McLaurin, Lazard, Davis. That's 31 through 36. Now Drake London, DJ Moore. What do, what do we do with these bums? I would play DJ Moore over Drake London. Okay, me too. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. So we'll play DJ Moore. Now Zay Jones. Play... Zay Jones, Brendan Cooks. Zay Jones, Jacksonville's got canceled. Oh, Zay Jones, move him up, move him up, 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 up above DJ Moore. Yes. Okay. Against up, Kansas City, above Tyler Lockett. Hmm. Seattle. Remind me who Seattle's at? Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's uh, defense reeks. I know. I'll go Zay Jones just because. Hey. I like, I like I, again. I just brought the JSN concerns, but like JSN actually seems like more of a concern than Christian Kirk at this point. Even all that being yeah, said, I mean that that could be a massive Week One overreaction as well. Like I'm not, I don't think Chris it could Kirk be. Is, like I, I don't think Chris could, Kirk is could. dead to rights. But uh, would you go Zay Jones or Jahan Close. Dotson mm, against Denver? That's the pro. Where's Sertain? McLaurin. Where's Sertain? McLaurin. You think so? Yeah, I, do. I don't know. I don't know that McLaurin's 100. percent He looked okay. All right, I'm putting him behind Pittman. Looked... It'll be Michael Pittman, Zay Jones. He's inside the top 30. Okay. Okay. And that bumps Jerry Judy out. So I have DJ more than Brendan Cooks. 
Uh, you don't want anything to do with Kirk or Bateman. Drake London sucks. Uh, Robert Woods, Josh Downs, <laughs> Jordan Addison. We're stop with the Robert Woods. No, I, I, I hate to do it to him. This is the very nice friend of yours. You got to interview him at the Super Bowl. Is the Greg Jennings rule that I used to have for the longest time. Don't pick up a wide receiver you can find on waiver wire every single week. Maybe if you can find him on the waiver wire, you might be able to play him this week. I'm never worrying about Robert Woods. Never. All right. Where's how the about, ceiling? How about like Tutu Atwell then? The ceiling is like heel. Like, we just saw his ceiling. Sure. Tutu Atwell? Dude, what did I say last week on your show, Pat? I said Tutu Atwell leads the team in receptions. That was close. Uh, not against San Francisco. Okay. Uh, Josh Downs. Mm, Indianapolis has... Houston. We just looked at Houston. I'd risk Josh Downs over Tutu Atwell. All right. So, Josh Downs over Tutu Atwell. Would you play Hollywood Brown over any of these guys? Uh, he was the number one. He's yeah, I mean, the Giants. In, fair, in fairness, Giants Zach Ertz corners. was number one on the Cardinals. Okay, that's fair. But also, the Giants are starting rookie corners. That's and I love Trey Hawkins because he's from ODU. But they are rookie corners. We All right, just so, saw, like, so you give him another chance. Have to throw that much. Yeah, I would. I would give him another chance. Uh, I would still start him behind Brendan Cooks because I don't think you can really tell what Dallas's offense is doing. They didn't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's no idea. Okay, but, put, put, question put, mark. You think he gets shadowed? CeeDee Lamb, you think he gets shadowed in that game? He doesn't. That's the thing is, Sauce Gardner doesn't really shadow. So I worry how much that Brandon Cooks is. This goes back to something you and I have talked about throughout the years, that some teams started sacrificing their number two wide receiver to the best corner so the other one could do great. Okay, I'll put Hollywood Brown above him. He's 38. <laughs> About Brandon Cooks, I just talked to him. Yeah. I had to go that far to get Hollywood Brown over Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So <laughs> rank these four in order. Like, wait, like, honest to God, like, where do I put the... I'm really struggling to put these guys in. Sutton, London, Kirk, and Bateman. And we'll take Bateman Sutton, off the list. London, Kirk. Sutton, okay, London, Sutton, and London, Kirk. Kirk. So facing Kansas City, facing Washington, Sutton, London, and Kirk, and London's got Green Bay. I would, London would be last. Okay. And I'd probably go... Kirk Sutton, if Judy's back, yes, Sutton's easy of them. If if Judy's not okay, so they're behind Tutu Atwell at the moment. Like, okay, let's let's use that as the tier, almost like we did for wide receivers. Uh, so we have the Kirk Sutton London tier. Would you play? And just give me yes or no on this. Or this is gonna be an eight-hour show. Above, <laughs> above or below Robert Woods? Above. Okay. Josh Reynolds. Above Woods. Above Woods. Okay. There we go. Easy game. Jordan Addison. Above, even though the snaps weren't huge. Okay. Allen Robinson, the second. <sighs> Not against Cleveland. Not okay. Kenny Pickett and what's left of Allen Robinson, no. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, are we saying no Devontae Parker again? Yeah, let's say no Devontae Parker. Is he back up in that, like, would you play him above DJ Moore? Oh, yeah, Moore? We'll, we'll do it again. Uh, not DJ Moore, but I pay. Boomer yeah. Busty Bourne. Yeah, I'll put him above Marquise Brown. That that's easy enough. You play him over Juju at this point. I mean, I haven't even brought up Juju's name yet. He's he's well Good back reason. on this list. Um, <laughs> so here are some of the other names that we can deal Juju with. Juju or Bateman? Bateman? <laughs> I, I I'll play Bateman. Okay. Over Juju. Well, I don't think that. I mean, I'm iffy on whether or not Jacoby Myers is going to play because he has his concussion. Renfro didn't get a target in that game. So I don't know if that opens it up a little bit for him or if it's going to be DeAndre Carter, but someone needs to be the wide receiver too against the bills with the Raiders as 10 point underdogs. 
And somebody needs to be the wide receiver that only goes five yards deep at a time for Jimmy Garoppolo. So who do you think it's going to be? Hunter Renfro. If there's no Jacoby Myers. So would you play Hunter Renfro over that Christian Kirk set in London tier? Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, so I'll put him just... Full PPR, I can see making a case for the floor. All right. How about Darnell Mooney? Darnell Mooney tunes, your boy. Cut touchdown. He did. I'm not banking on that every single week. DraftKings, sure. All right. Um, Out of all the Kansas City receivers, who would you rank the highest? (sighs) Marquez Valdez-Scanling. All right. So at the entire preseason, he's the only pure starter. All right. We'll throw him in the same tier as Renfro and Mooney. So that's fun. Good. That shows how much that matters. (laughs) So so number two is going to be like Rasheed Rice. It's possible. Uh, Nate Taylor, for, in my waiver column, he covers the Chiefs for the Athletic. I asked him about this, and he said this was not a game plan that they could predict with no Travis Kelsey that late in the week, and this is not what to expect going forward. To, so don't drop Sky more yet. We're going to see more of what they really believe in week two, but at the same time, you can't start any of them. Marquez valdez Scanley would be the only one you could start. Uh, I'll play Jaden Reed over Rasheed Rice. I'll play Tyler Board, Boyd yeah. and Elijah Moore over Rice as well along with Curtis Samuel and Paris Campbell. I'll probably play above him, too. He was like the one guy who didn't do anything, but he was out there a ton. Uh, Van Jefferson as well, who actually looked like pretty good. So that's... Go back real quick. We kind of glossed over him with Jordan Addison. The matchup plays a lot, too. Philly is going to suck, as we just saw, against tight ends and middle of the field. They're highly exploitable, and their nickel corner, that whole area, struggles a hell of a lot. Our friend, Chris Meany, brought that up all preseason. Okay. River Craycraft, how high should he be? Not very. We did this last. We did this last year. I love Craycraft. Well, they don't have Trent Sherfield anymore. Now it's opened up for him. <laughs> it's going to be somebody else. Braxton Berrios. Would you Mizerios? play? Would you play River Craycraft or Juju Smith Schuster? <laughs> Dude. What kind of league are we talking about here? I, 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 would, I don't know. I'm trying to fill floor, up the rankings. Floor I'm trying to Juju, fill up the rankings. Craycraft for the upside. <laughs> I'm going to play Shahid above all these guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Number 22. Maybe maybe he'll get running back eligibility. <laughs> all right. Taysom Hill. So we, we did kind of the top 20. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, so into the top 30, we did that. Again, you can find all the rankings down in the description. So 31 through 50 is Judy, Dubs, Collins, Lockett, McLaurin, Lazard, Gabe Davis, DJ Moore, Kendrick Bourne, Marquise Brown, Brennan Cooks, Josh Downs, Tutu Atwell, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods, Jordan Addison, Kirk Sutton, London, Hunter Renfro, MVS, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, Bateman, Curtis Samuel, Jaden Reed, Paris Campbell, Elijah Moore. That's the top 55. Mm, works for me. Okay, let's move to tight ends. Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst are the pickups, I would guess. Yeah, I I didn't understand the hate for Hunter Henry this preseason. He was clearly the one. We talked about him last week when we joked about Mike Kosicki. Like, he's the number one tight end for Mac Jones. That's uh, where Mac Jones lives. Jake Ferguson got a ton of targets. He did. He didn't do a lot with him, but that's promising. It was nice to say see. Jake Ferguson's interest, interesting pickup. I think if you had Gerald Everett, the concerns about Gerald Everett, legit real. The split options with Dar- uh, Donald Parham, I would drop Everett for all those three names. Okay. Let's see who else. Uh, I, I played Juwan Johnson. I'd pick up Juwan Johnson over Gerald Everett as well. So would I. I think Juwan, there was concerns about his, but he didn't, he didn't lose a lot. Uh, let's see who else here. 
Uh, Durham Smythe, Irv? actually. Not, not so much Irv. Smythe got pretty involved. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to score like 40 points a game, but... That's the biggest thing. He did play a ton of snaps. He was out there almost the entire time. He was. So let's get to the rankings for the tight ends then. Uh, I have no Kelsey, no Andrews, no Fryermuth in the rankings right now. Okay. Should I throw Fryermuth back in? He has a chest thing. I have no idea how serious it is as of right now. Mm, you can, the biggest thing here is does it really matter? Because you can't wait till the second Monday night football game for him. True. But I mean, you might just know by Wednesday that he's fine kind of thing. Oh, okay. Well, then put him in. Uh, you'll update <laughs> your ranks. That's true. I'll, I'll throw him in for right now. He is iffy to play, but I'll check him in. So I have Hawkinson. Might as well throw Kelsey in then. No, I mean, Kelsey's number one if he's playing. Like, if Kelsey's playing, you're playing. If Andrews is playing, you're playing him. So let's do it the other way and try to give people some some sense of who they might need to pick up here. Hawkinson, Waller, Goddard, Kittle, Evan Ingram as the top five. Then Henry, Fryermuth, Higby, Hurst, Zach Ertz as the next five. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is what this is tight ends. They suck. Uh, uh, then, then I got then I got Pitts, Jawan Johnson, Sam Laporta, another pickup potentially, Okongwo and Jake Ferguson. Like Okongwo should have had eighty five yards and a touchdown against the Saints, but didn't should have because Ryan Tannehill and you would uh, Luke Musgrave too if there's no Christian Watson because you don't have Christian Watson in. And also by the, at this point, Kyle Pitts is behind all of them. Kyle Pitts didn't even finish top fifteen with. 800 tight ends on the IR to start week one. The fantasy IR out for week one. All right, would you play? Okay, would you play? Dead. Would you play Adam Troutman or Kyle Pitts? See, that's the thing. It's tight end. I was just (laughs) Kyle Pitts in the fact that. Okay, would you would you play Laporta or Kyle Pitts? Detroit against Seattle. I mean, I guess Kyle Pitts. Would you play Jawan Johnson or Kyle Pitts? New Orleans at Carolina. Juwan Johnson's the better play. There we go. So Kyle Pitts is going to be number 12, probably too high. So the back end after Ferguson, (laughs) I got Troutman, Kalen Granson, Isaiah Likely, Luke Musgrave, and Logan Thomas. Everyone flocked to Likely. I actually did a video on it on Sunday morning about how he was probably not a good DraftKings play at the price for the projected ownership that he was going to go for, what his range of outcomes were. In a more competitive game, theoretically, this week against the Bengals, I actually do think that he could be okay. I think it could be, oh, plus you're going to get that recency biased if Mark Andrews is out. The thing with Isaiah Likely, you're right, for DraftKings, for seasonal, I, I still had him at bottom end tight end one every single time before this. He had had a great, for tight end purposes, a great game. I, I'm not going to overreact <laughs> to that. If there is no Mark Andrews, I still think like, let's, well, we got Baltimore at Cincinnati yeah. and then Atlanta against Green Bay. If, if there's no Mark Andrews, I would play Likely over Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I have Juwan Johnson, Isaiah Likely, Kyle Pitts right now. I probably play likely over Juwan Johnson, actually. So I'll make him number eleven. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid spot for him. Am I overreacting to Hunter Henry, or can you even overreact to a tight end? You can't overreact to a tight end because every reaction is an overreaction outside the top five or six. But uh, Hunter Henry, you also get to play against the Dolphins. I'd play Hunter Henry again. I had Hunter Henry as a good streamer last week. Is it, does that mean we get Mike Gesicki revenge game? Oh yeah, of course. Mike Gesicki scores twice. Well, if everyone well, if, if everyone plays Hunter Henry, I can almost guarantee you Gesicki scoring a touchdown instead. 
By the way, are we just going to gloss over the fact that I, I sent a tweet out so you could celebrate on Sunday? You, were you not, the happiest I, person I'm, on earth when Harris and Bryant scored? I'm victory lap how <laughs> shitty David Njoku is. That's not what I'm Thank all about. You. I tell Thank you. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> every single week, every single year, this guy reeks. And then, of course, he has nothing. <laughs> course and Harrison Bryant you I think you even said watch Harrison Bryant score the touchdown a week because you tried to remember who it was behind him that's right and he scored it now they're not <laughs> going to play in a torrential downpour the downpour I mean, of course right but uh yeah that, that's where we're looking right now uh, yeah Granson Musgrave so the ones you can pick up and play right now Henry I mean Higby was drafted so Henry for this week Henry Hurst Ertz likely Juwan Johnson would be the top five streamers and then Laporta I think would be just after him yeah the only problem is that two interesting ones that you mentioned Logan Thomas but at Denver and then even if Conklin goes has a decent game he goes straight to Dallas next week yeah it's not great no okay quarterbacks are you switching anything up at quarterback all that much from what we've been doing like is Jalen Hurts the number one play Thursday night yeah uh, I, and so no, I'm not switching too much up. Yes, I would go with Jalen Hurts. Okay. Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Mahomes, Allen. What do you do with Burrow? So, like, you're playing Lamar, you're playing Hurts, you're playing Mahomes, you're playing Burrow, you're playing Fields and Herbert. Fields, is Fields the new Blake Bortles? Better Blake Bortles? <laughs> better Blake Bortles. There you go. He's better Gardner Minshew. He's fine. Nah, Gardner Minshew threw 300 yards regularly. No, but Fields, he's fine. Fields, he's, Fields he's, is like fine, fine, fine. Oh, he's having a middling day. It's like, oh, the, the Bears are down by 30. Justin Fields scores 30 fantasy points the rest of the game. That's the Gardner Minshew, too. It's the Jameis Winston. That's what he is. This is that's all those. He creates his own points in the fourth quarter. I'm not that worried about him for fantasy purposes. I still take him over Daniel Jones. That's fair. I, I, I'm not worried about him for fantasy purposes either. I meant that as a good thing, that he's like good Blake Bortles. He's the king of yeah. garbage time. And I think what signs. we need to do is like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested once you get out of this list of like, you know, you're starting these like Trevor Lawrence, like you, you know, you're starting these quarterbacks. Well, well that, I think it's interesting. That, like, that, 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 but that's where I wanted to get at. Who are the must start? Like, is Joe Burrow a must start right now? Yes, I'm not gonna, I'm not overreacting to one week. All right, I am going to overreact and bump him down. He'll be like the, the middleman between the must-starts and then everyone else. Is Tua a must-start against the Patriots? Because I kind of worry about that one. I don't. I, I, Tua has been a must-start from this last year, or the offseason until now. Tua has this upside every single week. Tua's floor is still QB, what, 16? The only concern with Tua has been the health. And then he did all that Krav Maga, so he knows how to fall now. Would you play Lawrence or Tua? I still play Lawrence, especially because facing Kansas City. Would you play Tua or? Burrow? I would also play Tua. If I had that choice, yeah. this week I would play Tua just to see Burrow look okay. Okay. So who do the Bills? Oh, the Bills play the Raiders. I don't think anybody has that choice. I'll move Josh Allen to number two. I guess it really doesn't matter. But Hurts, Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert, Fields, Lawrence, Phony Tony. Tua and Burrow. That's the top 10. Richardson's just, I think the question Richardson's going to be an awesome fantasy quarterback. As I predict, there's two, there's two, Oh, of course, Richardson, there's two names that I think are in the conversation of just start to roll them out. One, even off down week, I'm still starting Geno Smith, especially against Detroit, but I want, are we putting Brock Purdy's name into this conversation in this next year? Now that's a legitimate question. I I think, I, I guess that we have to, like, oh, here, I'll throw a question to you, Pat. Brock Purdy or Daniel Jones? For the, who are the Giants playing? 
at Arizona. And probably Daniel Jones this week. Just yeah. You're always shooting for more. What if, what if they were playing a middling team? What if they were playing like Tennessee? Then yeah, it would probably be like I, I think Brock Purdy's in the Kirk Cousins zone. Where there you go. He's just like maybe 300 yards, maybe two touchdowns, maybe not, but he's not going to score you three points. So like at least score you 12. But the max he's probably ever going to score you is like yeah, Derek Carr is another one. Like he's just he doesn't run, so he can't be as good as someone like Daniel Jones when they have a good week. Right. Okay, completely agree. So it's Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy. But the point is, Brock Purdy now deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah, Bro- Brock Purdy or Jordan Love? Oh, Brock Purdy. I'm not necessarily. Okay. You don't get to. I mean, I get they're playing Atlanta, but you don't. Jordan get to Love play. had a fun, fun week. You don't get to play Chicago every week. <laughs> People I still believe in like Chicago. Oh, I sure. asked you for this week. Ch- Chicago. Oh my God! They signed all these great players on defense. Our defense is going to be so good. Jor- they Jordan Love gets the Falcons. They're so terrible. Yeah, I mean, at least the Falcons signed real players. Like in, they didn't sign a bunch of <laughs> linebackers. That's helpful. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just saying. Uh, would you play Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, or Brock Purdy? That's interesting. <laughs> this this week it's probably Brock Purdy. I mean the Jets D should be pretty good. Should be. Should be. I don't know, again, Dak Dak doesn't run. Dak's now like 200 yards and a touchdown on the season. <laughs> Would you play Where do I put Deshaun Watson here? Cuz he ran a bunch. He's <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense didn't look too great against Brock Purdy, speaking of which. Would you play so... Would you play Daniel Jones or Deshaun Watson? Ooh, that's a good question. I play Daniel Jones. I think, I guess Arizona. I think I go back to Daniel Jones, but it's close. Where do you put the goof in all this? He's playing Seattle at home against Seattle. Above him, you play. <laughs> you play Jared Goff above Deshaun Watson. I think you have to. Okay, put the goof in there. Uh, put it this way: Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones. Like so, on ceiling, it's Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff. On floor, reverse the order. Okay, so I have Goff, Watson, Geno, Purdy, Dak, Cousins, Carr, Jordan Love, Jimmy G. Then I have like Rodgers, Howell, Russell Wilson, Baker, Stafford, Pickett, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Dobbs, Ritter. Like, you're not playing any of these guys. You might play Stafford, I guess. No. Stafford and Rodgers. <laughs> All right. So I think is, Bryce Young, is Bryce Young your lowest, or is Desmond Ritter? I had I had Dobbs as the lowest, but I should probably bump him up, right? I mean, Tannehill has a pretty good argument for lowest. I mean, he so was, does Dobbs too. Was, Tannehill was so bad. I mean, if that didn't get Malik Willis into the game at any point, Tannehill might just play the entire season. Will Levis was out with injury, though. That was interesting, or is it illness? He was he was listed as out. I think he was listed as out because he sucks. So it was just healthy and active, like Rashad Penny? <laughs> I believe that was the case. Hmm. So there you go. And he's still going to get Malik Willis into that game. All right, let's do defenses, okay? Is, okay? is the Arizona defense actually a good pass rush, or is Washington's offensive line that bad? I think it would be a mix of both, but Arizona's defense is in play because Daniel Jones is still a turnover potential. That's what I was thinking. That, and now they're back at home. It's not like you know, we just saw them get. We saw Daniel Jones get dropped seven times against the Cowboys, 
But I have Philly at number one this week against the Vikings on Thursday night football. I got Dallas at number two against the Jets. And then we can kind of make some arguments. I think those are the number one and two defenses Browns. this week, though. You, you would have Browns at number three? Their pass rush is terrific. And against Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett and how he looked again in week one, and the offensive line still looking questionable. Yeah. You would have, I don't know, necessarily three, but like even inside the top five. Oh, oh, yeah, they're in the mix. Like, but I think I would rather play San Francisco against the Rams. Yes. Uh, okay. Cleveland, or, maybe. Or, or New against Orleans. Against, Cleveland. against Bryce Young? Yeah. Who's Saints, then Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, no, I'm thinking it through with you. Saints, then Cleveland. Okay. Uh, what about Buffalo against the Raiders? They would be in the next group. I like them, though. All right. Uh, Detroit against Seattle. Yes or no? Nah. Okay. Gino's uh, safe. The Chargers against Tennessee. Yes. Tampa Bay, who I actually thought looked pretty good on defense. Against and they have they have some decent pieces still. That was not, one of the things they still had was defensive options. But uh, Fields is similar to Daniel Jones. You always have the risk of the turnover, whether running or throwing. So I think they're in play as a top ten defense. All right, that was the one that kept coming out high in my projections for the season defenses. I had Tampa Bay kept checking in at like nine, ten, eleven. I was like, really, really? When, but when, 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 when you're Pat Mayo and you're giving out uh, Tampa Bay ten to one to win that division, and they're already co-leading the division, you got to feel pretty good about the Bucks. <laughs> You do. So I'll put Arizona right behind them as kind of the streamers to go with. Uh, Denver against Washington sounds pretty good. Yes. Yeah. They'd be inside the top 10, but behind quite a few of those teams we mentioned, but still a great play. I think Giants against Arizona has to be in the discussion as well because Arizona yes. still sucks. Yeah. Uh, then we'll they still have the defensive front. What about New England against Miami? I mean, Tua did turn the ball mm. over twice. And I, I thought it was yeah. very interesting. I'm very curious to see how the Patriots defense tackles the Eagles this week because or tackles the uh, the Dolphins this week, because it was very clear that New England's single game plan was we're not going to let Jalen Hurts run around. We're going to just contain him and we're not going to let anyone beat us deep. You can have everything else that you want. And like if you just run slant patterns the entire time, I think you're going to beat up the Patriots. But I think which is the concern, which is the concern. But Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wallace can do that all day long against them. I know, unless you have someone jumping these routes and you force two into turnovers. You that's that's a risky one. I, you have the argument there. They wouldn't be like twentieth ranked defense, but that the risk is that they legitimately get you negative points. Like, would you play them or Pittsburgh against Cleveland? I would play Pittsburgh. All right. Would you play Pittsburgh or Detroit against Seattle? Mm, Pittsburgh. All right, so we'll put Pittsburgh in there. What about Washington against Denver? I'd go Washington. Okay, so we'll throw Washington in there as well. So, yeah, then it would be like New England. And then you have the case that you can just kind of like pick and choose who you want. Like you can play Colts D or Texans D theoretically, right? <laughs> you could. You could try. Touchdown on a turnover is what you're praying for. Yeah. And then we'll throw like Miami into that because, you know, Matt Cust is on the other side of the ball and we're good to go. Okay. What about Packers D against Atlanta? Is it just Atlanta just does not throw enough to stream a yeah, defense against I'm, them? <laughs> I'm probably not playing a single defense against the Falcons this year. Not because I'm afraid I'm, they're going to run the ball 700 times and not turn it over. That's the move. So the defense rankings look like Philly, Dallas, Niners, Saints, Cleveland, Bills, Chargers, Bucks, Cardinals, Denver. Giants, Steelers, Commanders, Lions, Patriots, Colts, Miami. Works for me. All right. That will do it. What would you think of the show? 
I felt it was fun. I we thought, went a little bit, little I, bit longer. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, do, do you have the time to be longer, or is this something that we need to trim up as we go along? No, this worked good. I think it was a fun discussion. Yeah, I think we got to talk about real... The, the, the problem is, like, we always end up debating, you know, is this guy really 18 or is this guy 21, which really doesn't matter. I think we actually talked about where people are going to make their start-sit decisions this week, which is yes. really the whole goal. And the biggest the thing is, like, breezed right through the top 20s, which is the good part. All right. All in kid on the Twitter machines, theathletic.com. So your waiver rankings are up midnight tonight. Rankings out midnight on Tuesday night? Yes. There we are. Runthesims.com, by the way. What's your code? Ranks? Ranks. Yes. Ranks. Yeah. If you use, All capitals. If you use code ranks <laughs> at runthesims.com, you will get 10% off. Great week for the subs at Run the Sims, whether it be in the prop market or making their own projections or on DraftKings or any DFS site. Highly recommend if you're serious about getting yeah. into the game and running simulations or making your own projections and submitting lineups or whatever it is that you want to do with that information. It's a system that is built to help you. There's no advice on the site. There's stock projections and you can amend them any way you want. So runthesims.com code ranks for that 10% off and download the League Safe app that is down in the description right now and you can play for a thousand dollar prize pool every single week for free in a pick'em game it's a lot of fun highly suggest that you do it smash the like sub to the channel on the way out get in that audio review draw winner announced on friday and that will do it for me and jake i will see you next time experience experience